A few years ago, we were visiting friends and family in New York. And one night during dinner, the subject came up of all the immoral stuff that we see in the media, that we hear on television, that we hear on radio, and also what we see on the internet on a daily basis. And they were going rampant on this. But my question to them was, what are you doing about it? I got these blank stares and they said to me, but what are you really saying? And this is what I'm asking you today. What are you doing about this? So to find out more, stay tuned until right after the intro. Welcome to the Rise and Shine show where we help you to become the leader that you were born to be. The show is proudly brought to you by Sunshine Harvest. And now let's move on to today's episode. Hello, this is Yanni and welcome to the Rise and Shine show today. And today I'm sharing with you a topic that's really close to my heart. I've confronted many people over the years with this particular question and with this particular topic. And every time I do this, I get these blank stares from many people. Now, I trust that it will not be the same with you, but please listen to this message and see how you can use the information to also change the stuff that are uh, inundating us on a, on, a, on a daily basis. Now, what I'm talking about is all the immoral trash that are pushed at us from every level in the printed media, on television, on the radio, on the internet, on social media channels, all over the place. And as we were visiting friends in New York, they invited us uh, to dinner with them one night. And as we were talking about this particular uh, subject of all these immoral things that we are being inundated with every single day, I asked them, like I've done many times before, I said, what are you doing about it? And that's when I got these blank stares from, from a few of these people. And they said, but what do you mean about this? Uh, what, what you, when you say, what am, can I do about it? And I said, you are able to warn people of impending doom. But will you really do it? And still they didn't understand. And maybe you still don't understand, but let's go on. So, and like many people, you and I know, they also mentioned that they refuse to watch certain channels, they block some of these things out, and they avoid many of the different streams of media found on the internet. Now, this is fine. There's no problem with this. However, when we just isolate ourselves more and more, we still don't address the issue and we do not provide a solution. For example, you will know that in, in, in many large cities, people start moving out of the city. They even travel long distances and long hours to come to the city, to come and work in the city, but they just want to get out of the city because of all the stuff that is confronting them at every point in their life every single day. And that's not really a solution because everything is also expanding. And as more and more people, for example, move out of the city, they get surrounded by more and more of these things that they actually ran away from. And that's really what we're doing if we do not confront the situations, all this immoral stuff that are being pushed at us every single day, and we do not change it, and we 
provide more good things than bad things that are being pushed at us every day. Now, you may say at this point, but Yanni, how can I do this? There's so much. How am I going to make a difference? You know, it's exactly the same thing with elections, for example. With many elections over the past number of years, I've spoken to people and what many people are saying, why should I vote? It's not making a difference anyway. But it's not true. If you decide not to do something about it, you are actually also kept responsible and you are actually also guilty of everything that is happening that is not right. It's almost like a seed that you sow and you will reap from that if you do not do anything about it. If you do something about it, then you've got a voice. Then you can stand up and you can say something about it. But if you do not, you do not really have a foot to stand on. And this is is absolutely just almost like a law of nature. What you sow, you will reap. So if you sow good things, that's also what you're going to reap. And the same applies to you that applies to me and every other person. So what am I exactly saying? when I say, what are you going to do about it? Now, let me explain what my point is here. With all the technology you and I use every day, it's easier than ever before to record either audio or video or write a message. I mean, most of us know how to quickly type a chat on on a cell phone because you've got the technology, which is so powerful, you can communicate instantly. And it's just as easy to share these messages on virtually every available social media platform. You know that. I don't have to tell you what what you can do with that mobile device that you have in your hand or that's sitting next to you. It's so powerful, but we do not use it for the good. We only want to use certain things that suit us, but we don't want to get involved and really change the world. And that's what you and I as Christians are called to do. We are supposed to go out. We are supposed to make disciples of people, not only to get them converted. If you've listened to me for a while, you will know that this is a very strong point that I emphasize. We should not only focus on getting people saved, but Jesus said to us, we have to go and disciple nations. That's really something that we have to take heart and that we have to take serious as well. Now, the same also applies to written messages. You know, you can record a video, you can record an audio message very quickly on your phone and you can share it. You can share it on Facebook or on whichever other social media platforms. And it's, it's so easy to do that, even to the point where many blogging platforms You don't even have to go to your computer. You can do it right there. Even if you want to edit the picture quickly, if you want to uh, make it a little bit more, uh, you know, lighten up or something, you don't have to go to your desktop or your laptop computer to do that. You do it right on your phone. You can edit a video right on your phone. It's so easy to do it and to get it ready if if you're not happy with with something in it, you can quickly edit it and upload it. It is so easy. If you don't know how to do it, learn how to do it. It's very easy and simple. Just go to any of the, the, the video streaming platforms and just 
uh, type in there for what you're looking for and I can guarantee you, you're going to find something very easy, very simple to help you to do whatever you want to do. And you know, at this point, no one, not you, not me, no one really has an excuse not to contribute and publish more good things than bad things. And if all the moral people with moral values, if we stand together in unity and we continue or start at least and publish good things, even if it's just a short family little thing, you don't have to preach to people or anything, but just let it be something wholesome that people can take, that they can enjoy and that they can basically learn a lesson from. That's what I'm talking about. But there's so much stuff. I mean, if you go and look at the, at the uh, let's say, pornography, I mean, it's, you're inundated with stuff. But when you look at good things, there's not always so much good things and, and really things that are uncompromisingly righteous, that, that doesn't violate God's principles and God's word, because that's what we need. And the world needs that. That's why this, the the families and that's why the the communities and countries that's why everything is in shambles because we do not take up our responsibility and do what we're supposed to do and you know then you ask yourself the question as well does this make sense and I really uh, trust that that this will make sense to you that you will realize that you have a responsibility and it's really easy to do it as well because that's the only way that we will be able to turn this tide of of evil that is coming in and just flooding and present people with good alternatives and it's only going to get worse if we do not do our part and there's not um, and it does not have to be this way in actual fact it shouldn't be this way you and I can do it if we decide to do it. But you know what? It's easier to criticize than to contribute because contributing takes effort and it takes time away from the selfish lifestyle you and I have grown so accustomed to in the Western world. Isn't that true? And this, of course, is nothing new to human beings. Uh, You know, I'm not just gunning you. I'm not just gunning today's lifestyle. But it's always been like that right from the beginning, even in the earliest times, finger pointing uh, mentality has always been there. And let's just take an example from the Garden of Eden. When Adam was asked why he disobeyed God, he immediately blamed his wife. He immediately said, no, but it's her. And that's what you and I many times do when we turn a blind eye to something. I'm basically pointing fingers and I say, no, it's them. No. You can make a difference. And I'm really imploring you today. I'm asking you, please listen to this message and make a difference. Because you can make a difference. It's easy to make a difference. Please, please hear my plea. And if you, at this point, if you know there's someone else that also needs this message to hear it, please share it. Share it with family members or friends. But don't share it until you have done something about it. Don't just say, yeah, but Pete or Peter or John, they they need to hear this message if you haven't done anything about it. Please take this to heart. Listen to what I'm saying 
and please take action, do something about it. And you know, even then with the Israelites, I'm going to use another example. When the Israelites were confronted by the Philistines uh, chief warrior, Goliath, most of you will know the story of, of David and Goliath. If you don't, the, the Israelites were at war with the Philistines and they were both um, uh, arranged opposite each other. But the Philistines had this giant, his name was Goliath, and he was standing there and he was daring any one of the uh, Israelites to come out and fight, uh, fight him. But the condition was, the one who wins this one-on-one -on -one battle, the, the one who loses will be the slaves to the other nation. And none of the Israelites were brave enough to stand up and say, but we have God on our side. We have a covenant with God and God will never forsake us. None of them had the guts to stand up. And then come a young boy. He was a shepherd boy and his dad sent him to take meals to his, to his uh, brothers and to go and find out how they were. And this is, this is uh, very briefly what happened there. When David came here, he heard this Philistine, this giant calling out and he was defying the, the, the armies of, of, of Israel. And he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine who does not even have a covenant with God? He's nothing. What is he doing? Why is this happening? And eventually David went out, a little shepherd boy, with his, um, with his slingshot. And he went and he killed this, this Philistine. And you know what happened? Because he stood up, he turned the tide for that generation totally. He cut off this giant's head and they were the victors. And the Philistines had to be the slaves of the, of the Israelites. And all the Israelites were sitting and waiting because they were too afraid. And this is where I'm going to ask you something. What is the most common attribute most Christians have? Come on, I dare you to answer that question. If you answer faith, which most of the people that I pr uh, present with this question, you're wrong. It's not faith. It's fear. Most Christians fear. We're supposed to have faith in God and do what he tells us to do and what he calls us to do. But no, we sit on our backsides and we, we fear. We're too afraid to stand up and get out and do what God tells us to do. And that's not supposed to be. It's not supposed to be. And now you may ask me, Yanni, but why do you make such a ridiculous statement? You know what? It's not ridiculous. If you are honest with yourself and look at your own life and the lives of people around you, people are afraid to do anything, to say anything, or even to think certain things, all for fear of being ridiculed and singled out for being a bigot. Someone who is just uh, um, finding fault with other people, criticizing other people. That's what they call you and I when we stand up for, for righteousness and for the right and the moral things. And it's not the truth. You know, political correctness is really responsible for silencing multitudes of, of people every day. People who previously might have stood up and said, this is the way that we should be. This is the way that we should go and do something about it. And why are we even tolerating this? Because we've been indoctrinated to believe 
you and I are not allowed to stand for truth any longer. And this, of course, does not apply to those of opposing views. They don't feel the same. They will criticize you and I. They will say whatever they want and they will accuse us of everything. And those who are pushing the liberal agendas of immorality and violence and intolerance, they don't see any of these politically correctness. They go for it. They give us. They give us a lot of flack. And it's not supposed to be like that. And even in the Christian church, we are made to believe that we should love one another. And this is absolutely true. But what does that really mean? And I'm going to tell you what it means. And you can, you can maybe differ from me at this point. But I want you to, to just open your mind and open your ears. Open your heart so that you can just hear what I'm telling you. And then you decide whether what I'm saying is, is true or whether it's not true. And it's even written here in uh, Ezekiel 33 verses 8 to 9, which I will quote to you now, that you and I have a responsibility to warn people if they are going the wrong way. We have a responsibility. God is calling us up, even Jesus. He told people, listen, don't go this way. This is the way that, you, that you're supposed to go. He was criticized for that. But he loved the people so much that he did this. Now let me read to you Ezekiel 33 verses 8 to 9. And this is quoted from the, from the Amplified Bible. When I say to the wicked, God is speaking here through the prophet. He says, when I say to the wicked, a wicked man, you shall surely die. And you do not speak to warn the wicked from his way. That wicked man shall die in his perversity and iniquity. But his blood will I require at your hand. In other words, if I don't warn someone, if I know they're going the wrong way, if I don't warn them, their blood is going to be required from my hands. Now that's a rough statement. But let's go on, what, see what the Lord is saying further in the next verse. He says, but if you warn the wicked, the wicked to turn from his evil way, and he does not turn from his evil way, the wicked shall die in his iniquity, but you will have saved your life. I mean, this is so clear. God says we have to warn the people. Otherwise, he's going to require their blood from our hands. But if we warn them and they do not listen, then they will die in their own, uh, in their own blood. And in fact, the scripture states that if you and I do not warn people, they're going in the wrong way, we do not love them. That's really what the scripture is saying. That means you and I do not love them. That's why their blood will be required from us. And I'm going to explain this by means of a little story. Say, for example, and picture this. I stand, you can, you can put yourself in the, in, the, in the picture. Say you stand on the sidewalk and you want to cross the street. And next to you, there's another person. And you see just around the corner a bus just turns the corner and here comes a bus. But this person standing next to you didn't see the bus. They're looking the opposite direction. And now they step off the, the, the curb and they want to cross the street. Are you just going to allow them to do that? Or are you going to shout at them and say, stop, don't do this. Or even grab them by the arm and pull them back. Aren't you going to do that? I'm sure you're going to do that. Because that's what I will do. 
Judy and I were at the, in a situation at one, one time, we were in a foreign country, and there the, the cars were driving on the opposite side of the road than what we were used to. And I looked the wrong way, and I stepped off the curb. Fortunately, Judy saw this, and she grabbed me by the arm, and she pulled me back. This bus driver stopped, but it, I mean, he, he almost hit me. It was, it was really a close shave. It was very, very close. And this is really what this means. And when I call out to this person or you call out to this person, you're actually demonstrating your love to that person because you saved that person's life. Now, that's a physical situation, and that you and I don't have a problem with, and most people don't have a problem with. But if it's a, if it's a, a spiritual or a, a moral issue, then we don't have a problem of just letting that person just walk into the street and just walk right in front of the bus, so to speak. Then we don't care, because now we have to love people. I'm not allowed to tell these people that they're going the wrong direction. Can you see how absurd this is? Because it's exactly the same principle. And, and Jesus, I'm going to get back to him again. Jesus loved the world enough. He came to show us that we're going the wrong direction. And he gave us an opportunity. He gave us a solution by dying on the cross, going to the grave, raising from the, the, the grave again. And he gave us this opportunity Every person who gets born again is born of the Spirit of God and you will not die. And that is really the good news. And that is the good news that you and I have the, the privilege to share with people, to go and evangelize people, to go and disciple people. Because it's not just about evangelizing. We've got a responsibility to go and train people, to disciple people to train them everything that Jesus taught us. And that's what Jesus gave you and I the power to do. Now, if you're interested at this time to know more about how to publish videos or audio messages to the web, if you don't know how, you're welcome. Please send me a message. Send it via my, my website, sunshineharvest.com, S-O-N-S-H-I-N-E-H-A-R-V-E-S-T.com sunshineharvest with an o.com go to the to the contact page and send me a message and i'll gladly you uh, gladly send you some information that that um, can help you otherwise you can just go and search the internet and you can you can very easily get some information on how to do this it's not hard to do and or ask ask your children or ask young people, they know exactly how to do it. But I'm sure you will know how to do it. And uh, I really trust that you know how to do this as well. So please help me, join me so that we can make a difference in the world out there. And let us flood cyberspace with God's goodness and with God's presence so that we can make a difference in people's lives. All this trash that goes out there, for everything trashy that's out there, let's Let's change the ratio. Let there be 10 or 100 things on the same topic that's good and, and healthy and, and moral so that people can take this, use this information to uplift them, to change the lives of people around them, to change their families' lives, to change their communities' lives, and to even 
change their countries. Thank you so much for listening to me. I trust that you find something in this message that you can use to make a difference because it's very easy, but it's also your responsibility. So take this message, decide to do something and do it on a consistent and on a regular basis. You can do a podcast, you can do a regular video that you can just upload to to Facebook, you can do Facebook Live, you can do You can do so much with so little. Thank you so much. Have an awesome day and I'm looking forward to chatting with you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning into the Rise and Shine show today. Please hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends and family. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thank you.